All right, let's get this started. So today what we wanted to talk about was some low cost business development strategies for small businesses. People who hustle are the ones that just continue trying to find innovative ways to grow their business or whatever it may be. And they're just persistent at it. Just not giving up and just continuously doing what you do. Digital Cowboys, episode nine. We discuss everything digital marketing and growth hacking for small businesses, startups, and entrepreneurs. So if you want that competitive edge, then saddle up, because Cameron Francis and Sam Roshan are about to drop some value bombs. Hey everybody, this is Cameron Francis. And this is Sam Roshan. And this is the Digital... Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna be difficult. This is gonna be tough. I tell you what, this is our first episode that we're filming in front of all of our people down there. And as soon as we have started, we are initially copping some mad heat. Yeah, from man. The other side, I don't know why okay. they're all laughing at Sam Roshan for. Because <laughs> you, you don't say Sam Roshan, you say Roshan. That's. Really yeah, well, if is. I was to say it fast, it would be Sohail Roshan. Yeah. But that, maybe we do that. Hey, everybody, this is Cameron Francis. This is Sohail Roshan. <laughs> no, I can't. It, I, I gotta roll. Sohail Roshan. It's <laughs> yes. too fobbish. I can't fobbish. do it. All right, let's get this started. So, today, what we wanted to talk about was some low cost business development strategies for small businesses. Essentially, businesses that don't have any money, um, but they want to generate new business. Um, and. Yeah, I think we can just get started with some of our our low-cost methods straight off the bat. I think one of the things that we started off with uh, was cold calls. I think we got on the boiler and just went nuts and just found any contact details and called them and tried and hustled to get some business out of them, really. Do you know the... the the interesting thing is, is that so many business owners are so scared to jump on the phone and talk to strangers. They're scared of being rejected. They're scared of being told to get lost. They're scared of... Um, uncertainty of not you know of, of actually putting themselves out there but the reality is that's the easiest way and most cost effective way to do it and um, you'll learn a lot more about yourself and your products and services by just going out there and just calling people definitely <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of I guess what's uh, some ways of being able to help people um, think on uh, about how they can overcome some of the fears. Yep. You know, instead of just saying, "Oh, yeah, look, you know, it's really scary to pick up the phone and um, call call people." All right. Well, what what are the things that you think that uh, you could share yep. that would allow people to start thinking about? Okay, well, it's actually not that bad, and they're gonna actually start giving it a go and picking up the phone and start call calling people. Good question. You know, um, I equate um, it's thirty ten nineteen eighty six. Um, I, I equate cold calling and I hear the reasons why people don't want to do it. It's because they initially say it doesn't work. Um, but I don't think that they try it enough in order to determine whether or not it works or not. It's very similar to a kid falling over a couple of times and, and saying to themselves, shit, this walking thing is just not for me. It's like, no, you keep on walking, you keep on falling over until it becomes second nature. So the first thing I, I would say is don't think about the sale. Don't think about the end result. Just think about the process. Think about um, just going, uh, making those dials, um, getting rejected, and becoming more comfortable with just doing it one after the other. 
once you're able to establish that, then you're able to start being more confident in your delivery, your approach, um, and ultimately you'll be able to position your products and services a lot better. That would that's exactly how how I would do it. Yeah, and you just got to pick up the phone. Yeah, just pick up the phone and start dialing, get the contact details, and I guess think about your value proposition. And you just got to yeah. I mean, the number of times you'd have to do this is not in the tens it's not in the hundreds let's put it that way i have been i've been cold calling for new business since i was three (laughs) i don't think you knew how to dial the phone at three (laughs) hello (laughs) no but seriously i've been cold calling since i was about 15 so the first thing I um, the first thing I was doing right there, nice and close, like. So the first thing I was doing at about fifteen was I was cold calling for donations, and I tell you what that does at a really early stage is it makes you resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of people have the luxury of having that experience so early on. So how you fast track that experience is just by doing it. Definitely. Just by doing it. There's a totally different conversation when you're cold calling people um, than you actually having a warm lead to follow up on. And if you can master cold calls to actually get someone who doesn't even know about you and your service offering and has got a billion things to do throughout their day, for them to actually give to stuffs about what you are wanting to talk to them about and give you the time of day, if you can start really understanding how you can um, qualify them and actually be, uh, turn that into a sale. Now that will teach you so much on just communications, and uh, it would actually help you with everything else that you're doing for your business. So I, I would set everyone a challenge right now. Um, if you're a new business and you're wanting to generate new business, contact 100 people. Do it in four hours and see what the end result is. Just straight off the bat, 100 in four hours, see what the outcome is. Uh, I think that a lot of people would surprise themselves. But in saying that, um, I think people wanting, uh, wanting a little bit more uh, juice than, than just cold calls. I'll give a little bit of insights into how we started off. And yes, we did do this through cold calling. However, we were fortuitous in finding cold and turning it into warm before we made that call. So um, uh, a little strategy that we created was we went to yellowpages.com.au. We saw and identified who our target market was. We went onto their business profile page and we sent them a strategic message about their business. Now, those that replied, now there was replies that said, you know, piss off or, or go away and, and in worse language. But the ones that did reply, they are wanting you to, to actually give them a call. And so we were able to convert um, a low cost, um, scalable model of lead generation turning cold into warm at a very early stage. And that's how we probably generated our first, what, 20, 30 customers? Yeah. I'd like to move on to the next, I guess, low cost um, business development strategy. Well, let's let's go on from the 20, 30 customers, right? Because if you've, if you've not got one customer, you don't have any, and you're starting from ground zero, every customer that you generate should be two things. It should be a case study, and it should be a referral channel, right? Yeah. So um, once you've actually gone and finished the service, whatever it is, or, or sold them the product, you should then use that as a basis to record, film, document um, what benefit you gave that person and then showcase that to the world. Because a lot of 
reasons why consumers don't buy is because of a lack of trust. You showing them exactly what the product or service can give to a consumer, that reduces and removes a lot of that trust factor. You, you've uh, been really successful with referrals. Tell us a little bit about what you've done there. Well, that's actually exactly what I did. So every time that I built a relationship with one of the businesses that we started a relationship with, I started having uh, continuous conversations with them about and, and build the actual relationship to find out what they actually do. Uh, who they interact with and just continuously requested to know, hey, look, we're kicking goals for, for your business and would love to do the same for others. So if you've got, you know, keep us in mind. Sometimes I actually come up with strategic ways of um, uh, having an alliance or a partnership with yep. them. Yep. So creating partnership agencies where there's a referral program in place um, and case studies. I mean, like with what we're doing here, the amount of every time we've got a successful story, um, we just immediately jump on that and get a, a, a client testimonial, Google Places testimonial, or whether it may be actual video mm -hmm. uh, testimonial. So I think all of those just really help uh, not only create a brand, but just like you mentioned, um, it's all about building trust. And you're, if a, a potential prospect is hearing it from somebody else, it it really can help them or solidify your business and what you can what you what you can do for them. Excellent. Um, new strategy. Uh, okay, so let's go on to the new social media platform, Instagram. Utilizing hashtags in order to generate new business. Now you're thinking, how is that app? Like, how is that possible? Um, what you need to do is you need to identify who your ideal customer is, what they would be looking for, and what hashtags that they would use. You then go to that search bar, put in that hashtag, and then you do. You go through every image, you see what the person said, you identify exactly what that consumer is wanting, and it's not gonna, gener it's not gonna work generate a sale every single time, but they are there. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that you're spending at this stage is your time. And uh, yeah, you've got a lot of it at this stage of your, of your business. So um, some of the things that I'd use on, uh, the, only, the other things that I'd use on um, Instagram, and this is something that I told a, um, a, a personal trainer of mine, so he's in Mornington Peninsula, and he said, Cam, how do I generate more one-on-one -on -one clients? And I said, okay, what I would do is I would go to Instagram. I'd find all of the big gyms in my local area. I would then find every time someone tagged themselves into that gym, I would then follow them, and then I would send them a message. Because if you look at it this way, you know that they're into fitness. You know that they're in your area and you know you can help. So it's reverse engineering who your ideal customer is and then approaching them from that point of view. What does that cost you? Time. Just to add to what you just mentioned before, that if, if you start doing this, pro, uh, you're taking these steps, and especially the direct messaging, trying to identify who these individuals are within your local community and who it is that you want to target and sending them a direct message, um, the momentum in itself can create conversations. Correct. So really what uh, you can do as a... Um, as a business owner is to continuously make these efforts, especially with regards to social media, uh, and allow the momentum to um, ideally generate business uh, for itself. You know that I've done this for us as well, like as recent as last week. So what I've been doing is, mm. uh, you know, I'm a big fan of MMA. I've literally been contacting every single UFC fighter that doesn't have a website and sending them a specific message. You know, I saw you fight on the weekend, it's really good. When I tried to search you, when I tried to look for you, I couldn't find your website. This will really help with your branding, your marketing. Um, 
I, I have a creative agency. I can help you with that. Let me know if you're interested. We got two opportunities from that. I sent out maybe 140 different messages, but we've got Ally Quinta and um, yeah. uh, what's that guy? Uh, Pantera, the, the Mexican fighter. But we got two that we're building a website for. I just did it in my spare time while I was just on my phone messaging these fighters directly. 2% strike rate. What did it cost me? Nothing but my time. Very good. And to add to the, to the, uh, to the Instagram, um, you've got influencers, and I know that a lot of businesses yes. are starting to take uh, the, um, I guess, the opportunity. If there are people that you know, you can actually search these individuals that could be potentially, um, that would have the followers in your target market to just approach them, whether it is a service that you offer or a product, to provide them samples. Now, there's strategic ways of you, you being able to do this so it doesn't cost you too much. Um, so you just got to pick your mark, follow these individuals and start, again, engage in a conversation and then um, just give them, the op give them the option of seeing if they would, uh, they'd be happy to showcase your product. Do you know who this really works well for is um, like artists, digital artists and think things like that? So let's just say I had an, an art design or graphics company. What I would do is I would create a really, really creative design from a particular influencer without any intention of them sharing, liking or doing anything just because this is my passion, this is what I want to do. I'll post it, I'll tag them. One person did that for Dwayne Johnson, The Rock Johnson, and he's got a, a following on, on Instagram, 50, 60 million people. He reposted that. That made a massive impact on this guy's business. A massive, like he just had an influx of orders coming through, which is phenomenal. So works really well for graphic design um, and all things like that. But I've seen a similar approach work for so many different products. You've just got to go out there, identify who the right influencers are that has the similar network to your ideal customer and send them something special. For sure. Next. Twitter hashtags. What do you got for Twitter hashtags? I don't have much. I'm not a user of Twitter at all. <laughs> yeah, no, as I, a marketer, I should be, but I, I, I use it a little bit. Um, this is the the way I would use Twitter specifically is um, to engage in conversation. It's very similar to, to other social networks. Um, I would look at so okay. Let's just say I'm a I'm a real estate agent. If I'm looking for a property to lease or to buy or to sell. I'm posting up a status and I'm using those particular hashtags. Looking for a house, wanting to buy, hashtag Melbourne real estate. And I'm looking at those conversations, I'm analyzing it, and then I'm engaging in a conversation. Now, where you've got to be really careful in is if you just go in there with the intent to just sell, you're going to get shot down really, really quickly. So you want to be able to provide a level of value or help. So if someone says, look, I'm interested in um, looking for properties within this area, direct them on where they can look, where they can find. Although that you might have that service, you don't want to be too pushy with the sales process so early. So um, utilizing Twitter, the hashtags and the locations as a, as a search engine or for consumer insights, um, the only thing that's going to cost you is time. Absolutely love it. Another low-cost um, method that I would want to use is utilizing community groups, business groups within your particular area. So every single location, every suburb has business groups or, or, or things like that. Utilize your specialty 
and go in there and provide value. Make yourself to be the um, the authority within your domain. So, for example, for us, um, we would be attached to certain um, business groups in and around Melbourne. We go in there, absolutely no cost, no charge, providing this type of advice mm -hmm. for businesses within that group. I exactly what we're doing now. We're giving all, all the information that we've developed and, and generated over our 10 years, and we're giving it for free. But in turn, what does that do? The person consuming this now might not buy our service or might not, I don't know, whatever. But if you share, if you get some value out of this and you share it to a friend or you talk about it in a different conversation, that conversation could spark an interest with that next person that could possibly at one stage in their life be a customer. Yeah, I think there's, there are even uh, all across Australia. I lost, I lost, uh, ran out of breath. Out of you that. did, you did. <laughs> you did do well though. Um, I'm sure a lot of small businesses have heard of BNI and they do take advantage of it. So yes. there's just that... Um, and it's across all of Australia. So there's in, in every locality, there is a, a group that is formed and you pay a subscription feed and you can basically go um, and meet up with other um, individuals or business owners in different industries. And you'd be able to really just create a partnership program yep. uh, or a referral-based program. And, and it has helped a lot of businesses. Uh, that's one. And also, you've got councils in every single local area. Uh, what you can do is in, that, in those councils, there are business meetings. So you can actually go and offer um, consulting or whether it is a seminar that you want to run that would help these individuals who, have to, who run their businesses. If there's any solution that you can offer them, mm. depends on your business, probably would work best with B2B as opposed to B2C. And um, run seminars. So if people are interested, again, it's just about how do you continuously send these positive signals out there to generate conversations, yep. you know? Um, it's actually leveraging off that, what this all boils down to is, is content and yeah. providing value. So um, all of these different strategies, you need to be able to be providing value to your end user and there's two ways to do it. I was talking about this the other day. So there's content that educates and there's content that entertains. So you've got to be just wary of the platform that you're putting it on. But if you're going into providing seminars and doing workshops and things like that, um, you are first of all being seen as an authority within your space, but you're doing that by providing value in the form of content. So um, where if you're going to be doing all of that, I, I would be having and, and creating my own blog. Now, a blog isn't just a place where you put some bullshit content on there and, you know, you're providing value, you're helping someone out. So it can be, um, for example, we've got Jamika here. Um, his content would be in the forms of video, yeah. how-to guides, um, uh, 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 previous works, showing businesses how they can be um, promoting their, their, their companies. For us... It's very straightforward. It's giving marketing advice, digital marketing advice, SEO advice, branding advice, social media advice to businesses who have a real need to want to learn more about this. So um, factoring in the educational and entertainment, once you've been able to separate those two, double down on one and make sure that you are actually providing more value than what you're actually expecting back. Uh, so with your blog, what are a few things that you would add on your blog to make sure that it's effective? Um, what do you mean? So if you put a blog on, on, on there, yeah. how, like what, what would you... Oh, what so you from a, you just want to make sure that the user experience of 
um, when people are visiting your website is on point. So what would you do? So you could create categories or topics, a search function. Um, you want to make sure that every um, blog that you create has the, the a title that is um, eye-catching. Is, uh, is this what you're referring to? Yeah, absolutely. To? Well, so, it's, all, it's all just ways on how to make your blog stand out. I mean, yeah. if you're going to have a blog, how do you make it better? And then you can, I guess, to, to make it even more advanced, you can have on each t different blog, you can go into having little pop-up banners of, uh, you know, when you're providing value, how do you then create um, or how do you find ways of capturing their data to be able to remarket to these individuals? Excellent. I would also add social sharing, so making sure Definitely. things are shareable. Um, and uh, so if you've got a post up, make sure that you can get people to subscribe. So you want to build an email marketing list for people to come back. And I think that that's the next one that we should be talking about. So low-cost business development strategies, build a marketing list. You can build a marketing list not only from getting traffic to your blog so you can capture that data, but also the cold calls that you're doing, if there's any individuals that you're talking to on social media, whoever it may be that you can grab their contact details, ideally email. And at the end of the day, it's all about this email marketing strategy is about having snippets of your blogs in an email for when you're sending out this email blast or email marketing campaign for them to go back to a particular page that would have a particular message for a particular service offering. Beautiful. Um, so that's for your blog. I, I would also want to make sure that my website is geared for conversions. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things that I would want to make sure on my website, numbers clear, pe people can submit an inquiry through different means, whether it wants to be through instant instant chat, whether it's through uh, clicking through to social media, um, subscribing to a newsletter, uh, requesting a callback, making sure that it's all visible um, and, and, and easy to get to. Make sure every page serves a purpose. So easy if I'm a plumber you've got a page dedicated to each service each service has a headline each headline goes with the description you have your out you have your points of difference you talk about um, uh, some of the questions that your customers would have about your service before they would want to buy um, and then ultimately again make sure it's easy for them to send that inquiry through if you gear your website for conversions then you're giving yourself the best possible chance to get a conversion Cool. What about webinars? Oh, webinars. That's a fun one. Well, it's very similar to your um, idea on the seminars. It's the same thing, but online. Just web-based. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, you need a good subscribe list to be able to actually get attendance. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you, you, you can... When you... you you want to make sure that just like your seminar, you have a good criteria and you have a lot of value in the content that you're going to produce and you're going to um, give to the audience. Yep. And then from there, you just need that database to be able to send out to try and get as many um, attendees as possible. You can share it through social media as well. And ideally, even if you wanted to, again, you can use social media and particular individuals who have a good, uh, I guess, influences to get them to promote uh, your webinar to be able to get people there. Again, you need to think about the the intent behind every single one of these. So what is the intent of having your webinar? What's the end goal? What are you trying to achieve? And you gear the whole webinar towards that. And ideally, it would be either adding more value or whether it may be really promoting a particular service or educating uh, people on 
um, how they can choose a particular service in your business and how they could define business A from business B, whatever it may be. Yep, yep. Um, let's just say, for example, that um, a company doesn't have a, a database to go and promote um, a webinar to. Pick a company. Pick any type of company that you want. To do a webinar. So I'll give you, if, uh, let's just say I'm a business and I don't have um, a, a, a marketing list that I can go and promote the webinar to, how would you go and get people to attend the, your webinar? So random example, pick any type of company that you want. Dentist. Okay, so... I don't know why I would speak dentist. Perfect. So let's just say I'm a dentist. You've got a webinar. What's the webinar going to be on? So it could be on multiple things. Let, let's just say it could be on um, fillings. Did your teeth hurt, right? Or it could be if you've got kids. Oral hygiene. Oral hygiene. Bad breath. Right? So I got that all the time. I've got that right now. That's mm. what talking does. But let's just say, for example, um, you've, if you do cosmetic dentistry or whatever the actual service is, you've identified who that ideal customer is, right? Now, once you've got that, you then, like, what platform has the biggest encyclopedia and records of every single user, consumer, and person from age, location, sex, income? Facebook. So what you would do is you would create a content piece and a headline targeting that particular user, mm. directing them through to your website for a subscription, uh, sorry, for, um, for an invite into the webinar to help them on how to not have crappy breath on your first date. So who's going to be on a first date? Say between 17 and 30, male, female, single, certain income, they watch a certain TV show. There's certain things that singles do that couples don't. Um, but the easiest one um, when you set your criteria is single. So when you're actually setting out and sending your message, you're targeting the exact type of person that you want to actually see your webinar. And it does cost a little bit of money when you're on a social media platform. There is a pay-to-play. Um, but this is just one of the ways that you can get more people on there. So uh, absolutely love that one. What's the next one? You've got blog, which we've already covered. Yep. And hustle. <laughs> I put hustle in because it's just so important. you like, I think the biggest, look, we've just passed five years and that's, um, you know, yay, well done us. The reason why businesses fail within the first five years is because they don't have cash flow to be able to fund their business. Yeah. That's just what it is. So the reason why they don't have cash flow is because they don't have new business. They don't have new business because they're not out there smashing the pavements, smashing the phones, talking to every single person that they know, sending out 100 emails, going on Instagram and sending out messages. They're not doing that a thousand times a day to give themselves the opportunities they need to generate new customers. Yeah. So more important than any of this, every one of these strategies that we're going through right now, if you don't have the... Um, the dedication and the hustle to um, to continue even though you're getting beaten up and kicked in the face, you will lose. Yeah. So that is, I wish we kept that to last. I don't know why I put that so early, but that is the fundamental thing and the fundamental reason why people fail within the first five years opposed to succeeding. But that's an intangible. You either have it or you don't. You can't fake hustle. You can't just all of a sudden have it. You just need to... You just need to do it. Yeah. Um, next I always one. like talking about um, 
like really being proactive and being persistent. You know, I think those two things really uh, give a good insight to people who hustle, are the ones that just continue trying to find innovative ways to grow their business or whatever it may be, and they're just persistent at it, yep. just not giving up and just continuously doing what you do. Um, so that's, I guess, a really big component of a business owner. You give up a 38-hour week to start a 90-hour one, so you yeah, just so make sure that you're in it for that. I think it's, uh, I would rather work... I would rather work 100 hours a week doing what I love than slave 40 hours a week doing something I hate. Um, on to the next point, which is uh, networking. Like, you've got to treat every situation, every occurrence as an opportunity to build business. Yeah. Now, you, again... I, I've said this before, you can't just go in there wanting to sell everyone your idea. You hate that person in the room. They come in, they want to sell you, and it's like, piss off. No. So your intent needs to be to help. If you've got a specialty in something, it could be anything. Let's just let's go with the dentist theme. I can help people not have bad breath. I walk around with minties and floss. I see someone that has gingivitis. No dentist is going to do that. <laughs> walk around not? with minties and floss. Why not? Why not? It's a good point. You know, I walk around with Google in my pocket. That's well, you and the rest of the world. <laughs> so um, let's just say I'm a dentist and I'm out talking. I'm not just walking up to people saying, hey, you've you got, want a mint? You've got, I got a breath. Yeah, I've got a solution for you. But when the conversation arises, then you provide that solution, not wanting to sell, but wanting to help. Yeah. And if you can go in that, no matter what type of business or what type of service that you provide, then you will be able to develop the relationships that has that trickle effect. That person might not buy, but the person that they speak to you about or their cousin or their auntie or their whoever, they might want to be a customer. Yeah. Or even in what we do. I mean, when we're having conversations with so many people within our, whether it's network or whoever we come across, and we find that there are businesses and they have a lot of questions, the first thing that we want to do initially is just to help them. And you go, hey, so what's your, you know, you start, we go through the process of asking them a lot of questions to see what kind of advice we can give them based on our experience that would help them without really requesting for business because at the end of the day I think when your intention is pure and you're wanting to help through this networking process people are going to go well you've asked enough questions and you really um, have attempted to genuinely help me and majority of the time whether it's them or somebody else you're going to get the business again it's all about adding value so this is just a one-on-one you know so so well speaking about networking um, how I would do it on an online um, uh, uh, space that's scalable, type in your industry just by name. Dentist, plumber, web, Google, maybe not Google. you get Google. Get the first thousand listings. Go to that website and see if you can start a relationship. Now, if it's a competitor, maybe that won't go down so well. But it might be an industry body. It might be a forum. It might be a blog. Start the conversation. You've got nothing to lose. This is your time. And you should be working 100. This is your time. (laughs) (laughs) You should be investing 100, 120 hours a week on this. You can dedicate 20 hours of your one week to go through and take down 1,000 of the listings, go to every single one of those sites, and start a relationship. Not everyone's going to be a sale, but at least it's going to start their. Um, it's going to start the momentum of getting your, your your name out there. If there's a website that um, that promotes posts or that blogs, 
suggest that you write something for their website for their users. Again, not to sell, but to provide value. So if there's a website that you can guest post on, put a video on, or whatever it is, um, suggest that you can have it ready and then give it to them for free without expecting anything in return. You do that a thousand times, I, I can categorically guarantee you that something will result out of that. A lead inquiry, a sale, something will happen from that. Let alone the experience of you putting yourself out there that many times. Very similar to the cold calling scenario. Um, next one would be giving stuff away. Oh, yes. So there's two things. One is there are businesses that really um, can benefit from this. So we've got a client of ours again who's a dentist that every time someone comes and We don't just through, have dentists as clients. We have so much more. That is true. <laughs> I, I also swear by what he swears. Um, but what they do is after every cleaning um, or every time they go and basically for any particular um, a visit, they um, he always he always gives them a, a dental kit with actual bag with that with their logo. Nice. Something just really small, but firstly there's branding there because these guys are walking around the local area, but also they've got something to remember and buy. Yeah. And it was somebody else that I was speaking to it was a hair and makeup uh, or a beautician, um, and she was saying, oh, you know, sometimes it, this stuff can cheapen my brand. I said, yeah. I mean, there's there's ways of really being able to offer something of value that will. Um, help the your net results so let's just say if you're doing hair and makeup um and that is your but the majority of business that you get is could be just hair because makeup is too saturated you can provide some sort of an incentive for them to um whether it's a percentage off whether it might be something that you do by giving them nails for uh, you them getting their nails done um you're actually increasing the net value of every single purchase 100%. by giving that smaller offer yeah um so Giving stuff away, you just got to be strategic about it by not, um, I guess, harming the brand that, that you try and protect. Can I just say, there is no evidence that says giving things away for free harms your brand. It's yeah. just this thing that people have in their mind because um, they don't want to do it. Yeah. But there's no, like, I, I have looked at it and through the test that we've had of giving things away, which we do all the time, I mean, we're giving this away for free, right? Yeah. There's nothing that indicates that that harms your brand. Now... When we first started out, our first website, we charged $99 for. $99. We probably spent $4,000 of our time in doing that. But it's not about what profit margins or how much money you can make from the actual service itself. Um, so it doesn't hurt to um, to do things for free as long as you know that you're learning from the actual experience itself. Uh, a couple of more. I want to add uh, an old school method of leaving flyers at places. Right? Now you're thinking, shit, the flyers still work? Fuck yeah, they do. If you pick the right place, if you pick the right target market, and you pick the right message, absolutely it will work. So I was giving that example of um, the friend of mine that wants to target one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions for um, personal training. They That gym has a parking lot. That parking lot has cars from people that go to that gym. That was so intense. That gym has a parking lot. <laughs> Enforcing the point. Get your message. Put your message on top of their car. And wait for that call to ring or for that call to be people that are pissed off that you're, just <laughs> that you're damaging their car. But that still works. You've just got to pick the right message, the right location that has the right target market. 
Last two. Let's do the last two. Let's wrap this up. Tell your story. The first things as a business you want to be able to establish to find out, I guess, for you to figure out what it is that you're offering and who you really are, your value proposition. And a lot of people just do not think about this. So many businesses we speak to on a daily basis and go, what what is your point of difference and what is your value proposition? Majority of the time, all I hear is, ah, well, we've been around, we've got experience and... Yeah, uh, but we that have good make quality service. I'm like, yeah, but what do you think the next business would say if I asked them the same thing? Yeah. So really, telling your story is really identifying what makes you different. Why would I or any of your potential customers choose you, choose your business as opposed to any of your competitors? Yeah. You really got to consider these and identify what is what is that point that you really want to be able to continuously. That message that you want to put out to every single cold call, every single single Facebook message, every single way that you're hustling, whether it's LinkedIn, web, webinar, seminar, this value proposition that a lot of people are just discounting should be the focal point of everything that you do. Once you've got that message, once you've got that story, which is absolutely vital because what that actually boils down to, it boils down to your vision and your mission, where you're going and how you're going to get there. And how we are going to get where we want to go is centered around the people that we have around us. We've got our message. We've crafted it extremely well. It's very specific. And we communicate that message through transparency, excellence, results, and communication through to our customers. Not These aren't just words on a wall. These are things that we live and breathe every day with every interaction with every single person. And if you don't actually have your story, of why you're different and why you're doing it, your competitors are going to get your customers. Um, thank you, everyone, for your time. If you've if you got any value out of this, please like and, and, and share it out to your network. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Digital Cowboys with Cameron Francis and Sam Roshan. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And please, write a review. Also, head on over to digitalcowboys.com.au where we post the latest episodes and content pieces for all of our listeners. So saddle up and join us next time for another edition of The Digital Cowboys.